Welcome. Yes, special day. We're going to celebrate our accomplishments during vacation Bible school. And if there's any children who've not made it over here to the bleachers, yeah, there goes one right now. You need to, <laughs> you need to come on over here and be with Miss Katie now. Okay. So kids up front. All right. If you have any prayer requests, if you raise your hand, one of the ushers will get you a prayer card. We have a couple of announcements. The Greenville Drive baseball game. We have a block of seats reserved for Sunday, July the 5th. <coughs> First pitch is at 4.05. 4.05, it's an afternoon game. Tickets are only $8. Contact Katie to reserve yours today. That's also in your worship, I mean your announcement bulletin. Greenville Drive baseball. Wonderful Wednesdays start this week. You should have took your break. You should have took us Wednesday off, Katie. Wonderful Wednesday. Start this week. Kids are invited to meet Katie at the playground at 9 a.m. Parents pick up at 11.30 a.m., right? Not p.m. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up on G Sunday, June the 28th, lunch on the lawn following our 11 a.m. service. Bring side dish, dessert to share. Hamburgers, dogs, and drinks are provided as you welcome your new minister on the 28th. Okay, uh, you know, this is... Uh, uh, I'm not too good at goodbyes, okay? But this is my last Sunday to preach before you. Uh, on Tuesday, they told me I was retired. And Brenda, and uh, it's funny, I, I just told several people, I said, only the church, do they tell you you're retired, but you're still really working until <laughs> another certain date. So, uh, and only in the church does the new minister take over, but doesn't get paid till the next month. That's the way the church are. Right, so we're a little strange in the way we do things. But uh, I am uh, very thankful for your witness to the Lord Jesus Christ during the time that I have been with you. And I will continue to pray for you. And I hope that you'll continue to pray for me. And um, this is not really goodbye. It's just so long till we meet again, okay? Hopefully we'll all meet again in the big place, right? The big place upstairs. All right, let's worship. It's really about the Lord, not about me or about even these kids. So let's worship, and our kids are going to lead us.
Discovery. We're so glad that you were able to join us here this morning. The kids and I were excited that we had one more time to come back to Camp Discovery after this fun week. And we're looking forward to sharing with you this morning what we learned while at Camp Discovery this week. Each night, the kids met me over here in this corner when we got started. Our mascot for the week was a squirrel. What was the squirrel's name? Chester. Chester. And this was his little home, his little hangout spot. So that's where we started every night. Then the kids went to their Bible story, storytelling rooms, where they learned the lesson. And then they rotated to four sites, where they got to eat snack, play games, make crafts, and learn all these songs you're going to hear this morning. On the first night, we learned the story of David and David and Goliath. God made David bold. And we learned that Jesus gives us courage. Our Bible verse was from Joshua 1.9. We learned, be strong and courageous. God is with you wherever you go. Night two, we learned that Deborah judges with God's wisdom. We learned that Jesus gives us all his wisdom, and our Bible verse was from Proverbs 2 6. The Lord gives wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. from Daniel chapter 3 that God saves Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And we learn that Jesus saves us too. Our Bible verse was from Daniel chapter 3 verse 17. Our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. 
4, we learn the story that Jesus gave Bartimaeus sight. And through that story, we learn that Jesus gives us faith. Faith is the gift of God, Ephesians 2.8. night, we learned the story of God sending Ananias to Saul from the book of Acts, chapter 9, verses 1 through 19. Jesus gives us his love to share. So that was the children's challenge as we left Camp Discovery on Thursday night. Stand up. That we must take what we learned this week and the love that God has given us and share it with others. Because unless we do that, it doesn't do us any good. Our Bible verse on our last night summed up our whole week was from 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. We love because he first loved us. We love. turn and greet your neighbor and um, we'll invite any children that are still out in the congregation as well as those that are up here to come forward for the children's sermon. much for that wonderful um, presentation and it seems like you guys had a wonderful week this week with Vacation Bible School. 
Um, I think I'm going to pick one of the verses that you guys learned from this week. And it comes from 1 John 4, 19. And it goes, we love you, we love. We love because his, he first loved us. Because he first loved us. Now those are strong words. Our Lord and Savior loves us, doesn't he? And I believe this week you guys learned a lot about him in different ways, in different forms. But that is one of the strongest, most powerful emotion that we have. And to know that God loves us is a wonderful and special thing. And I hope this, as you grow in your journey with God, that you will always remember that, even through the hard times, even when maybe someone maybe It's okay. And even as you go through your life, sometimes when, thing, when life is hard, know that God loves you. Will you bow your heads and pray for me? Dear God, thank you for this journey that we are going through in our lives. We know the end result will bring us everlasting life and your strong, powerful love. In your name we pray. Amen. sing some more for us. <laughs> let's, let's show our appreciation again to all the leaders and the children. I really love Vacation Bible School, but of course I had to be at an annual conference and had to miss it in Florence. But we're happy that I was watching the picture. If you haven't, if you haven't, go online to our webpage and look at the pictures that are posted online uh, every every day. And I think they were also on Facebook, I believe. And were they? Where else were they? Is that it? Facebook? Okay. All right. I'd be amiss if I didn't mention that the uh, we have a, a, a group gone to Sakahatchee summer camp this week. They left yesterday, and we want to remember them in our prayers. Uh, they, they, and with them, of course, is our director of student ministries page. Let us bow our heads. Oh Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Oh God, you are a God of compassion, and you defend uh, the needs of the poor. You give justice to those who are in need. And by your holy name, we're all blessed. And so we come this day and we add our praise to that uh, over all the earth this day where people sing glory to you. We must confess that even though we know these things, we know you provide the means of life and made all things for us. We know you're the source of all good things. We easily get distracted uh, and, we, and we look to outward signs of power and success and, and not on the indwelling of your Holy Spirit. When we do this, we dishonor you. We take pride in ourselves and instead of uh, being focused upon you. And so we pray, O oh Lord, you take away our sin. Give us a spirit, a new spirit uh, of rejoicing from the forgiveness that you have given to us. 
and by the inside of your spirit. Help us to know your will and pour out that spirit upon us that we might be filled with faith, sufficient for every need that might arise. And may it also help us to and enable us to proclaim uh, your goodness to the world. Help us to discern the needs of others and aid us to be bringers of your tender healing word to those who are in need. We pray for all this day who are on our prayer list and, and all that might be in our hearts now. Enable us and empower us to bring comfort to all, whether they're sick in body, mind, or spirit. And help us, O oh Lord, be the disciples you've called us to be and to be in ministry with you so that your love may be known. Blessed are you, O oh Lord, because you hear our prayers. And we pray as the, as the Son taught us to say to the Father, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, I agonized for a long time <clears throat> over what I was going to preach. Brenda says, what, what kind of special sermon are you going to preach on your last Sunday? She said, I need some help. I can't figure out what I'm going to do either. And I said, well, I thought about it and thought about it. And then I decided I'm just going to preach a sermon. It's not got anything to do with being my last sermon. Okay, it's not any special word to you. Okay, it's just a word from God through the scriptures that comes to us every Sunday. And it is a parable. Uh, no, excuse me, it's not a parable. It's before several parables, after some parables that we've been talking about lately. But it's about one of my favorite characters in the Bible, and that is Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, the tax collector, is found in Luke chapter 19, verse 1, is where I'll begin. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus, and he was the chief tax collector, and he was wealthy. In case you don't know, in those days, tax collecting was really bribery and extortion, okay? It was an honorable profession. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. And so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see Jesus, since Jesus was coming in that direction. Now when Jesus reached the very spot that Zacchaeus was, he looked up and he said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. And so Zacchaeus came down at once, and he welcomed Jesus gladly. All the people saw this, and they began to mutter, He's going to be the guest of a sinner. See, everybody knew what the tax collectors were like in that day. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, and of course the crowd could hear him, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay them back four times the amount. And Jesus said to Zacchaeus, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too 
is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we thank you. We thank you to know that salvation can come to even one of us poor sinners. And that salvation changes you, makes you different, and it makes you, oh Lord, glad. And we thank you that you're here with us through the power of the Holy Spirit to help us to understand. Amen. Well, the first time that I ever met a lady that I'm not going she's now gone on to glory, but her name was Mrs. Caldwell. She was in my very first church. And every time I was, would shake hands after the worship service, Mrs. Caldwell would grab my hand and then she'd pull me into her and she'd give me a big old bear hug. Now, Mrs. Caldwell was a big woman. So when she gave me a big bear hug, most of the breath went out of me. Several months later, I was shaking hands as usual back to the church. She approached. I breathed in a gulp of air so I wouldn't suffocate when she grabbed me and hugged me. <laughs> and she went right by me. She never stopped and gave me her usual bear hug. Well, friends, let me tell you, this one thing to know about being a preacher, you get to know people. You get to know the ones who always stop, the ones who never stop, and you start thinking, when someone who never stops stops, you know that's something important, and when someone who always stops don't stop, you know that's a problem too. So I immediately kind of stopped my greeting and went towards her after her, and I said, what's wrong? What's the matter? What's wrong, Mrs. Caldwell? She said, I am mad. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's the last thing a pastor wants to hear at the end of a service. Because no one's say they're mad. Well, what's wrong? She said, Pastor, it's frustrating to see our pews half full. Don't people know that Jesus visits here every week? Good question. Not too long ago, I saw a billboard at a church and it said, we know Jesus will be here, will you? You know, wouldn't it be wonderful if everyone was as curious as this little short man, this little sinner, Zacchaeus was, about this Jesus. Just having that curiosity about Jesus, that he went and put himself in a place where he would see Jesus. Wouldn't it be great if we got so excited about Jesus being with us at worship that we would do the way that we do when we have a chance to have the autograph of some famous person? Years ago, many, many years ago, I managed the Roses store in Hickory, North Carolina. We decided to have a promotion to sell a bunch of records. Y'all remember what records? Anybody remember? You young people don't know what a record is. We had invited a rising country singer at the time to come to our store. His name was Ronnie McDowell. Anybody happen to remember Ronnie McDowell? A few, maybe, a few of you. He never really made it big. You would not have believed 
the number of people that showed up and how excited they were. It actually ended up being a fiasco. There were so many people that showed up and they were climbing up on display tables and knocking over racks and everything else and actually kept us from making uh, sales like we were hoping to just to see this Ronnie McDowell, just to get his autograph, just to touch him. It was incredible. It was unbelievable. But that is really what was happening that day to Jesus. Jesus was passing through. By this time, he was kind of a superstar. You might say he had taught and preached some pretty packed mountains. He had performed some huge miracles. And he was on his way to Jerusalem. And Jericho is at the bottom of the hill country that goes up to Jerusalem. And he was just passing through and all these people had gathered to see him. And it's out of this scene that the text says a sinner named Zacchaeus, and listen, listen how, how they define sinner, which is I think is really important. It's important for us to hear this. They define sinner in the Scripture here as one who has heard of Jesus but didn't yet know Him. Someone had heard of Jesus but did not yet know Him. That's the way the Scripture uh, described a sinner. Interesting. I think, way to describe. It seems to me like that maybe there's a whole lot of people like that today. They have heard of Jesus, but they really don't know Him. They don't have a personal, spiritual connection with Him. That was the case with this man Zacchaeus, a man who was rich in worldly goods, a man of low of stature, short like me, but he was the chief tax collector, so he had some standing, at least with the corrupt governments at the time. Too short physically to see above the crowds, but he was, the most important way he was short was he was short of a personal relationship with Jesus. And yet he climbed up that tree to get a better look at Jesus as Jesus was passing by. Now, I want you to ponder this question. What happened prior to Jesus' passing through that village that caused Zacchaeus to climb a tree in Jesus' path? What happened? What happened? In other words, what leads a person, what leads a sinner, a person who's heard of Jesus but does not yet know Him, to come to the place of righteousness and faith, to come and seek the presence of Jesus. What causes that to happen? Well, we can surmise that maybe a word from a neighbor, maybe a word from a business associate. What would the nature of that word be? seems to me that if we can answer these questions, we'd be well on our way to fulfilling the mission of the church. We have been constantly inundated in the last few weeks with information and statistics and articles, and you'd almost have to be blind not to see them. And the fact that the church is declining fast in our country. The mission of the church is to make disciples we're obviously doing a poor job. What causes 
a person to seek Jesus. In any case, Zacchaeus did place himself in the path of Jesus, which in itself is a small baby step of faith. But out of that small step of faith, Jesus acted. Jesus called out to Zacchaeus. Jesus intersected the place of need. And he stopped and he called out to Zacchaeus, Come down, Zacchaeus. Come in, Zacchaeus. Come here, Zacchaeus. Come to me, Zacchaeus. I want to be with you. I want to talk to you. I want to have dinner with you. I want to be in a relationship with you. Jesus is always seeking. Always. And so he delayed his journey. Remember it said he was passing through. He was passing through. He had no plans to stay. He was passing through. He delayed his journey. I'm sure some were probably surprised. Some of the disciples were probably surprised. We already know that some of the crowd was surprised that Jesus, this holy, righteous superstar, would worry with this short of stature, this might not much more than a criminal tax collector. And yet this passing through Jesus did just that. He stopped. And not only did he get to see Jesus that day, Zacchaeus got to fellowship with him. Zacchaeus got a whole lot more than he expected that day. Because Jesus wanted to go home with Zacchaeus. I believe many are like Zacchaeus in our world today. Many live out, I think, their relatively short lives, often unable to see clearly what is important, what's the most important thing in life. And if left alone, they might never take a risk. They might never meet Jesus. They might never come to that place of blessedness that it is to know the Lord. Someone once said, and I quote, that some people are swept into heaven on their personal experience of God. Some walk in on their intellectual understanding of God. And some are carried in on the faith of others in God, end of quote. But in every case, the person would have had first to been witnessed to either in word or deed by someone somewhere because Zacchaeus' curiosity had to be sparked by a witness. It might have been a neighbor or co-worker who told him that Jesus was coming through. It may have been the noticeable excitement of all the other people as they moved out to where the road was where Jesus was coming. But in any case, in any case, without that witness, Zacchaeus would have never climbed that tree. Zacchaeus would have stayed an insignificant, short in stature, sinner, who would have never known Jesus and would never be in the pages of our Scripture. Someone had to witness to him. 
And so they did, and he responded in a baby faith. And Jesus' presence intersected with his place of need. And he looked up and he found Zacchaeus. He found Zacchaeus. God is always faithful to his promise to seek and to save. To be ever present with us, to us, for us, around us, surrounding us. My friends, today things just, it's not any different than it was then. The only thing different between now and then is, you know, I got a smartphone now, big deal. <laughs> but everything else is the same. Christ still seeks us. Christ still comes to where we are curiously gathered. Sometimes we can feel it. And sometimes we can't. But Christ is there. Christ is present. Christ is always around. And like Zacchaeus, if we are to meet the risen Christ, we must meet the risen Christ with some kind of baby faith that at least says, I want to see Jesus. I want to know Jesus. I want to meet Jesus. And the reason we want to meet Jesus and the reason we don't need to be worried about meeting Jesus is because just like Zacchaeus, our meeting with the risen Christ is not to receive condemnation, but to receive His mercy and His grace for our short, often burdened lives. And we're given the opportunity to be transformed in our spirit and to move into an eternal fellowship. And it doesn't take a lot. Just that meeting. Just that little meeting. Zacchaeus' heart, as John Wesley used to say, was strangely warmed. And he immediately responded to Jesus' gracious welcome. You know, we just read right through it. But think about that. In, in terms of the eternal. Think about it. This man who hadn't cared anything about the poor, he'd, he'd extorted them for years. And yet, in response to Jesus, he says, I will have half my possessions, and if anyone I've wronged, I'll make restitution. And Jesus, he looked at Zacchaeus, and then he looked into his heart and he exclaimed, Today salvation has come to this house. For this man too is a son of Abraham and heir to the promises of God. Therefore telling those who are around there and who are watching and witnessing that there is salvation for the sinner. Zacchaeus is just like all of us. We have a need. Something is missing. Something was missing. But we encountered Jesus. And our life has been eternally transformed, completely different. And that's what we must share with the world. This place I have grown to love I know you love it, but this place can go the way of seven 
I believe it was, churches that were closed at annual conference. All had been vibrant churches at one time in their history. We must redouble our efforts. We must witness. We must make people curious as to why this place is important to us. We must be like Jesus and understand the importance of saving just one little short man. Jesus, who was enthroned in heavenly majesty, is still willing to come into our place of need and to save. But this does not happen. For those who do not yet know Him, unless something sparks a curiosity in them, and we must have that passion for those outside the church to spark curiosity in them. To help them climb up into that tree. Think about it this way. The tree, how much a tree could have been an obstacle for a little short guy trying to climb up in it. He wasn't a kid. He was a grown man. Think about what obstacles it is for people who have not, doesn't know a soul in this church to walk, drive into this parking lot and walk through those doors on their own. We must be better at sparking curiosity. Letting people know that Jesus comes by here every day. Jesus is here. He's looking for someone to be with. My last words to you are this. Take a risk. Bring somebody. Climb that tree together. I want to hear good things about Memorial in the future. Amen. Let's stand and affirm our faith. Then we'll have our offering and then our children will come back up and will sing us out. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus the Word made flesh to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, and life in death and life beyond death. God is with us. We're not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Let our ushers come forward.